0: Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. You're listening to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess. This is show number 64. Just a reminder, you can find all my shows and notes at CallThatGirl.biz/slash. Office 365. And there I'll have the show notes, the audio links, and the YouTube channel. Before we get going, I want to take a minute to thank our friends over at App River for help keeping the show afloat. I can't tell you how many referrals I've been giving to them lately through all the tech channels I have, but referrals come from a happy client and I am a happy client right now. I'm actually at the three point, well, three and a half year mark with them and uh, great solid support, great tech support sales guys. So if you're looking for a new Office 365 vendor. I highly recommend them. They also have encryption and um, website security and all the spam filtering and all that stuff. All right, gang, this week I got a special treat for you. Uh, I will call him kind of uh, my icon brother from the internet, who I found in a very interesting manner. I'll tell that story later, but uh, I want everybody to meet Gareth Gudger. He is super tech boy on the internet and welcome Gareth.
1: Thanks for having me on the show. It's a great pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, Gareth, uh, it, I love your little icon. You're, it's like, uh, yeah. for those that aren't watching, you should check it out. It's like a little Superman boy with, like, with yep, some wink, yep. right? It's super cute. And I love people that do stuff like that for their brand, Gareth, because it's kind of like you're not afraid to brand your business, you know? And I Yeah, think definitely. In our world, it's really hard to get caught up in all the IT w- words and all that stuff. So I've got Call That Girl, Your Super Tech Boy awesome
1: (laughs) yeah i like i and i really liked your domain it definitely stood out and i I think that was the whole point with super tech boys i just want to kind of stand out i mean there's so many you know just very generic it consulting type names i mean just you know it's you know it pro or you know it's just yeah you you almost can't tell one from the other and then you go on their website and it's all the standard wordpress type you know template. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's uh so, but no, I the other point was super tech boys. I just wanted to have some fun. I mean, I'm a geek, so I like superheroes and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it was just a fun way to create a brand and uh uh yeah, it was, it was a, uh, you know, I'm like, well, you know, this sounds kind of cool. So let's register that.
0: <laughs> it is cool. And I got to tell you guys, check out his website, super tech boy. It's with a T E K by the way. Right.
1: Yeah. It gotta be edgy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So super tech with a, just a K boy.com. What I love about your site, Gareth, is that it just is so clean. It, and it's not yeah, that yeah. New floaty theme that I'm just really starting to despise that everybody's doing yeah. now with the big pictures and the floaty stuff. And right. your site, I actually was like, man, I just, when I see a website that speaks to me, I was like, I, I kind of want your theme.
1: <laughs> yeah so i i um you know my site I, and i designed it for the reader experience i mean just based on my own personal experiences i mean going onto these sites and and even some of these big uh, popular um uh, you know tech type sites that are you know not an individual blog like us but they're more of a you know they're actually you know there's actually a big company behind them and and you go on their sites and they're just overloaded and cluttered and you're getting like 10 pop-ups on your face about signing mm. up for something and uh, I just hated that experience. And, the, you know, the number of times I've gone to a site and it's given me, a, you know, it's dropped a pop-up immediately and I'm just like, yeah, forget it, back. Um, yeah. So you know, I had to create a site that was just very clean and about the reader experience. And, um, you know, I, I, as bloggers, we're, you know, we're always trying to find ways to monetize our site as well. We're looking at things potentially like Google AdSense and other things and affiliates mm-hmm. and Uh, one of the big things that I wanted to do if I did go and I, you know, I did go down that route is I didn't want advertisements inside the content. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, you know, these affiliate links inside the content. So, um, you know, for me, my AdSense actually does really poorly just because I kind of put it off to the side and out of the way. And, you know, there's definitely been times I'm like, well, why do I even bother kind of having that stuff still on the site? You know? So, um, yeah, it's the, the, for me, the user experience was just keep it clean, Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, I use the Genesis uh, framework for my WordPress blog. And uh, actually, I think I'm just using the standard sample theme. And I just tweaked it a bunch. And, uh, you know, I liked it. You know, like you said, it was clean and, and, uh, you know, made for some good reading.
0: Yeah, it is clean. And your ads on the side are just really clean, too. And I just looked at my widgets and I went what a bunch of shit I have compared to yours. <laughs> I mean, you, you do need to sometimes find a comparison site, which I recommend to people go find your competitors. And even though you're not a competitor, I'm like, man, I just love it. It just, it's, it, yeah, if yeah. I was to upgrade my site, which I'm probably going to do, I am going to copy yours a little bit in the terms of the look. So expect it yeah. because I won't look like yours, but I just love it. And I kept finding myself. Yeah, definitely. It.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you know, I, I mean, I've done that. I've gone to other sites and I look at things that I think work really well and things that I don't think work well. And you know, I think that's just the way we, you know, we got to do it. Uh, you know, I, I I've gone to sites and I've I've gone to Paul's site, uh, Paul Cunningham's site, who you had on a few episodes ago, and I really like some aspects he had about his site. And I'm like, yeah, I, I need to do something like that. I really like what he's done there. So
0: yeah, his site um, yeah, is yeah. actually very. You know, what I liked about his site, it's very – well, here's the difference, I think, between yours and his is yours has a more personal appeal to me, and his has a more professional appeal to me. Yeah. And that's not to
1: discredit your site. And he also has – yeah, and he also has pro in the name, so that probably (laughs) helps. But (laughs) (laughs) but I I I like his – he he's got a really good front page. I, I like how he's got his main homepage laid out, and it's something that I unfortunately I'm just doing a blog roll on my front page, uh, but he's got it laid out really nice with articles and podcasts and all that, and his training and stuff like that. And yeah, he's got it laid out really nicely. So
0: yeah, I think uh, interestingly, I think Paula is a little more uh, higher up than I knew before I interviewed him <laughs> in terms of speaking, and his like friends are Tony Redmond, you know. The, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Friends. Definitely. <laughs>
0: Yeah. kind of got lucky there. And I think Paul was like, when I asked him to come on the show, he was like, yeah. And then I really got to know him a little bit after. And uh, he's like going to be speaking here in Vegas at a convention this month. And I'm like, oh my God. And I started looking at his, I mean, you could really vet someone so far. And I missed out on that, how big he is thing. So, um, but you're in those friendship friendship circles, which I want to talk about here after, talk about your business a little bit more. Because you actually, outside of being a social media like guy, you actually have a real business, right? That you help yeah, so, uh
1: yeah, yeah, so there's actually two sides to me. So um, I also have a 9 to 5. I work for a company called Blue Chip Consulting Group out of uh, based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and then Super Tech Boy, uh, one of the things I did when I started the blog is um, I incorporated it into an LLC. And the reason I did that is like, well, if I'm giving advice... I probably need some kind of a liability protection there on a the blog. So uh, the blog became the ownership of super tech boy LLC and, you know, did all the standard, you know, let's get, you know, the uh, uh, liability insurance and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, if I'm giving and that's the last thing is I didn't want the site ever to, you know, hopefully fingers crossed the site never gets sued. So um, yeah, that was the plan. And, and then it's kind of grown into that. You know, I, I wanted to kind of separate out, you know, any potential advertising earnings and affiliate earnings and that kind of stuff. And then kind of, eBooks I might create. So mm-hmm. I wanted to keep it very separate and uh, yeah, I've kind of maintained that and, and super tech Boy, we do a little bit of consulting as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to, to have your uh, that kind of just, it's almost like your baby and it, it's really kind of cool to, to have that yeah. experience. It's so. your
0: little nine weekend thing, you know, something yeah. for you. And then I also noticed in, in, in your, uh, in your signature, you use the word messaging. Which I'm going to tell you, tip me off that you worked a nine to five job, which is not bad because nobody uses the word messaging that has their own business. But you know who does use messaging is corporate IT guys. There's a messaging team. (laughs) And I I, I used to work for the Mayo Clinic and the team I used to have to go to because I was like a third level outlook expert there. I had to work with the messaging team all the time. Yeah. So, that's those that aren't in that world. If you ever see that, that usually means corporate and they do exchange servers and all the other technologies that revolve around messages, right?
1: Yeah. And I think that's where I picked that up. I saw that, um, you know, I, I probably, you know, as a consultant working, uh, you know, like I said, with Blue Chip, Blue Chip handles kind of the, you know, 2000 to 20,000 type seat ranges. And that's kind of where they're working at. So, a lot of enterprise and a lot. A lot of projects actually a lot bigger than that. And I, I'm sure that's where I picked it up. I saw some of these title ones was like messaging consultant. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That just sounds yeah. awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like that and that stuck. So, um, yeah, whenever I'm sending out a super tech boy, I'm not, you know, the president or anything like that of, of you know, of the blog LLC. I just put messaging consultant. So,
0: Oh, that's cool, though. And, uh, you know, I like I said, I I uh, you could never tell with somebody. I went on your site, and I, that's why I couldn't tell if you – got hired by people or not because there there is with what you're helping people with is awesome and i know you get a lot of clicks every month so you're still giving out valid content from your job that's just there's so many people out there helping right now gareth that it's just wonderful
1: yeah. And one of the, one of the things that really helped me, um, you know, cause, cause just doing the, you know, doing the task, pressing the buttons in your normal day to day is great. But I find that when you, when you're actually trying to teach somebody through a blog uh, post, it really, uh, also develops your own uh, level of experience uh, mm-hmm. with that product. I mean, i you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I know how to set up DKIM and Office 365. But then when you're trying to explain it to somebody else through a blog post and you're trying to create diagrams and screenshots and and how the steps on how to do it, you're getting even deeper. Sometimes you get deeper than you realize, you know, you ever knew before. So it's really nice to, uh, you know, I guess, what is it they say? If, if you can teach a product, then you really know it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like through the blog, if I can teach something, then it, it just you know it it it's a, a great way to get an understanding. And sometimes I've written blog posts. It's just like you know I don't know this very well. I'm going to go write blog posts and all the research I do. Then I'm an expert in. By the time I publish, so it's God. yeah, it, it, it's there's a little bit of selfishness there because I'm trying to learn. But at the same time, it's uh you know um hopefully giving the readers what they want as well.
0: Yeah, well at least you're not a YouTube artist. I know this guy that doesn't even work in IT at all. And he makes videos for IT stuff. And and my concern is, since you don't work in it, how do you know to fix it if that is not the real fix? You know, it scares me.
1: Yeah, there's this definitely some um, some bad information out there sometimes. And, and not just bad information, but sometimes it's like, does this information really apply to the situation I'm having? Um, I think, uh, actually, going back to Paul again, Paul, and I think it was Andrew, uh, had written a... Uh, some articles or a guide. I think they have a troubleshooting uh, exchange guide out there. And then they had a couple of articles that would refer, and they refer to a term as trouble blasting, uh, mm. which I thought was a really cool term. I'd never heard it before, but it's kind of like, you know, just keep pressing buttons and making reg hacks until it fixes it and something sticks kind of mentality. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so many times I've, you know, you go into forums and uh, you know, you see this advice and you're just like, you know, yeah, probably nine times out of 10 that would work. But you know, you read a little more into the question, like that's not really what they're having. Uh, and if they do what you know that advice that they're giving, they could actually be in a lot worse situation uh, than they were before. So, um, yeah, that trouble blasting is a very tricky, uh, uh, a tricky area
0: to you know to you can I mean
1: you can get in the weeds very quickly that way.
0: I like that word trouble blasting because it's kind of like yeah, a lot of my end users end up being trouble blasters. Right. <laughs> they go on the internet and they will find some and they will send it to me and say, Lisa, look what I found. I go, but that's so not even what you're doing. If you would have done that, yeah. you would blew away your this or that. And, oh man, let me tell you that. I do a lot of research on stuff for the clients and I have to do it sometimes in real live time. And I don't yeah. like it because today, get this, just an example. So this client had 2016. Of course, it sucked. They had a downgrader. And then she had two... Microsoft Exchange servers on 2008 Exchange, okay? One piggybacked off the other. So one was like the mothership. The other one was like its own vessel, right? Well, she wanted Mm. to use the secondary one as her main, but she's got like hundreds of folders in the public folders. And so, of course, I set set it all up. It starts to download. The public folders don't show up for the secondary mailbox. And I'm like, I don't know how this guy set this up it's an exchange 2008. It's on site. I don't know. I don't have access to it and it would not. I, so that's when me and her were Googling together and I honestly yeah. got, was looking at stuff and she's Googling and I was under the pressure of Google. Right. And I'm like, okay, look, let's just try something. Let's just start a new profile. Easy. Yeah. That worked. Yeah. Everything came down and I was like, who would have known? It was a brand new windows 10 computer had never had a profile on it before. Who knows? I mean, that's the thing. What, what makes the most sense? I should have just done that in the first place. I know better. Yeah, I know better than to run through all these forums to find an answer that simple. I felt silly.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah some, Well, it's, it seems like it's a bit of a Murphy's Law sometimes. Sometimes it's the, you think, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm going to get this done in an hour. And before you know it, you've spent eight hours and you're still, you know, before you finally fix it. And then vice versa. Sometimes you're like, oh, this is going to be super tough. It's going to take forever. And then, you're like, oh, wait it took me 15 minutes and I'm done. Uh, so yeah, it seems like, uh, yeah, sometimes it's just, you know, a matter of going back to the basics and just running through your, and and that's kind of what, you know, the trouble blasting is, is, uh, you know, is all of, you know, is against, you know, the, don't do the trouble blasting, do the basic troubleshooting, you know, go through all these steps and, uh, you know, make a change, see if it's any, you know, anything's changed or sorry, make a change and see if it's fixed the problem, make another change, see if it's fixed the problem. Don't just, you know, do 10 things, see what sticks, you know, throw it against uh-huh. the wall, see what sticks, and then, oh, well, we think it's worked, but we don't know what we did to fix it. We don't know which one of these 20 items, right, oh, God. Uh, was this, and who knows what else we've done in the other 19 items. <laughs> so
0: well, that that kind yeah, of yeah. says the, what you said in, uh, excuse me, what you said in your email was that it's very hard to keep up with all of this Office 365 and Exchange right now. There is more changes happening that text can keep up with. right. And it's getting rough out there, man, because what I do is I only do Outlook expert and Office 365 consulting. I don't really use the word expert because who the hell could be an expert these days? (laughs) I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. I I started, uh, so I started in 90, around 99. I think my first certification was at the NT40 NCSC. And, you know, back then it wasn't too difficult to be kind of a you know, a a generalist and be a master of of most things, right? You had NT4 and, you know, um, it wasn't that difficult, you know, to be a master of it. You could, you could kind of know exchange at the time. Um, You know, SharePoint wasn't even out then. And, you know, so you've got, and and now we just have this, just all these massive amounts of different products and every new version of uh, Windows server, there's 10 new features, right? Um, So yeah, it's definitely hard to, it's definitely hard to kind of be a generalist anymore. I think, Um, Mm -hmm. I think you really have to become an expert into maybe, you know, one or two or maybe even three different items and then maybe just have a general understanding of of everything else uh, or know who to call when you, when you need to jump on something else. Um, My focus areas are exchange, uh, an exchange online. Uh, I I would, I'm tempted to stay Office 365, but I kind of stay out of the SharePoint stuff. Um, You know, I don't, Yeah, I I, even before Office three sixty five was big, and we're you know we're looking at like Moss two thousand seven or SharePoint two thousand three or earlier versions. It was it was like man, that's just a whole uh, discipline in in of itself to learn. That's a whole another way of thinking. And I could have you know tried to learn some SharePoint, Um, but yeah, it's difficult to you know to you know. Do you want to be a jack of all trades, master of none? Kind of term that we hear a lot. So. Yeah, I, I was a generalist for many years and, uh, you know, I, was, I just wasn't advancing career-wise.
0: So, No, and I think that's why I ended up specializing because I was finding myself the master of none, but I always loved Outlook and I kept finding that when I had uh, all my staff and stuff, I kept saying, give me the Outlook calls because I already knew them all and it worked out for me and then I ended up niching and that's why um, I've been I'll get back to this later, but I started inviting new people to the show because of what you just said. Like, I, I don't want to be an expert in SharePoint. I don't want to be an expert in OneDrive or Delve or Sway or Hammer and all the uh, Yammer and all that other stuff. It's <laughs> just too much. I don't even know what yeah. that is. And then how, if I don't know, how is a client supposed to understand it? It just doesn't make sense. When uh, i look at Exchange alone, that's all I do all day and I'm yeah. happy. It's all my work yeah. is. Yep. So, I was going to ask you, what are your two expert things? So, yours is exchange and online exchange. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I, what I said.
0: <laughs> what do you do? That, I mean, that... what's your job doing it? What, what's that, sorry? What do you do at your job in, in terms of just doing those two things?
1: A lot of migrations. A lot of migrations, uh, a lot of troubleshooting. Um, so, and that that really can take up a day very, very quickly. Yeah. So
0: Tell me about uh, it. I do
1: a lot of... Uh, running into a lot of exchange 2010 to 2016 migrations right now, and running into a lot of uh, and not only just 10 to 16, a lot of people that had hybrid 10, and are now trying to go to you know hybrid 16. Um, although oddly, uh, just this last week, I thought I was finally over these, but oddly in the last week, I've had two 2003 to 2010 migrations. Nice. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the that's you know, the, the end of life now for I don't know four years or something like that. So. Yeah. Still, still running into some of those. And, um, yeah. And then just troubleshooting in general, you know, um, you know, why can't I patch my exchange or my exchange went down or, you know, just, just that general kind of stuff that yeah. keeps, uh, keeps. Yeah.
0: So can techs hire you for uh, help on the side if you need help?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Super tech boy. Um, I have the, uh, I think it's super tech slash hire. Uh, you can see some stuff there and, uh, yeah, if if, uh, if someone needs some help on the side, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that there's a good market because I don't know if you know this, but I, um, I'm um, i involved in a huge, like I would say, a community of just uh, break-fix technicians and MSP on the side, but they're all kind of all together in these circles i hang out with. And I know that the MSP guys are probably covered with this, but it's a lot of the break-fix techs that they have been outreaching to me more for the exchange work, and I'm like, I don't do it. Yeah. I don't work with on-site prem. I don't work with any of that. I only do the on the cloud now, and I'm really not knowledgeable. So I'll refer those to you. And if people are listening, uh, you can use his link there. I think that'd be a great benefit because it's you know small business helping small business too.
1: You know. Yeah. And as far as Super Tech Boy goes, I mean, the, the, what I'm generally seeing when I am getting a request through the website, it, you know, it's the people with anything from, uh, you know, five mailboxes to about, you know, 75 mailboxes, um, anything larger than that. And I'm uh, generally, you know, referring them over to Blue Chip because they kind of need the, you know, that enterprise type project management and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I get a lot of calls, believe it or not, from the guys who have 50 to 75 mailboxes that um, they'll need my help one time. To migrate to Office 365. So I I told my tech, Rob, I was like, well, let's build a nice pay per migration project. But honestly, a lot of the techs, once they hear my prices, they're like, I'm going to go figure it out on my own. They're like, you know what? If you want to do that, that's fine. You'll get Microsoft support. But with us, you know, it's just a little better because we have the experience. Now, we've been using MigrationWiz a lot more. Do you use that at BlueChip or your own migration tools?
1: Uh, Yeah, 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 definitely. We we use MigrationWiz a lot. It's a great product. Um, we run into uh, the the Del, well, it used to be the Quest tool, and now it's obviously the Dell tool. We run into that quite a bit. The uh, email migration email migrator, um, and then also Binary Tree. We, we run into a fair bit of Binary Tree as well. So, yeah. so sometimes it's not a one size fits all for the uh, for the you know for the project. If it's just a simple you know, um, email to uh, or sorry, on-prem, whether it be Lotus Notes or Exchange or something like that, uh, to Office 365, and it's a fairly smaller migration. migration Wiz works great. Um, but yeah, if you're getting into the bigger enterprise stuff, and you maybe you've got a uh, some AED domain migration piece in that as well, like it's some kind of a merger or maybe even a divestiture. Uh, sometimes, yeah, the Dell uh, the Dell product works a little bit better. Obviously, it's a lot pricier, but um, you know, sometimes if you've got sometimes you have those uh, migrations are a lot more complex than what a migration was might be able to handle. Um, Cause migration Wiz is great for even, I think they've got a lot of other products out there now as well for other things that they can do, but um, I'm not sure if they're uh, in the AD domain type migration stuff. Yet. I don't
0: know. I'm trying to get someone from yeah. Titan to come on the show though. One of, yeah, yeah. One of my, one of my guys from Map River, I think scooted over there and I'm like, come on, be on my show, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, talking to people I know already, but, um, I, I definitely
1: about, got to get some vendors.
0: I know. Well, they are my, uh, sponsor. So the upriver river anyway, It's nice. So, um, what's I going to ask you about that bit Titan. Uh, Oh, do you ever use deployment pro?
1: No, I haven't used that one. I don't believe I have to uh, check that one out.
0: Since it makes me nervous is that deployment pro product because my end users, I got to tell you that they don't even read an email. I send them. I mean, when I say like, here's your pre-migration information, nobody reads it, you know, so that I'm worried if I send them an install link that they're not going to do it. And then the day of the migration, I'm like, hello, I, did you install it? And I just find that just sticking the word, you know, sticking to what I know well, it works for me because I do well with my migrations. I just uh, counted just since I've been with that river, I got 137 domains and over 600 mailboxes done. That ain't bad. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I had definitely. to count because somebody challenged me on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, really? Well, I'll tell you. I've done 137, and that ain't bad, you know." Yeah, and yeah before, that's good. Yeah, and before. that, I did. I don't know how many on the old vendor, probably a hundred, because those, you know, I started doing exchange migrations. I think in 2011, maybe. Okay. Anyway. All right, so so let's let's see. me look at my list here. I told you we wouldn't even need the list here, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> and and you guys could check out some of the other podcasts he's been on. It's on his site there. What were we gonna say?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we're just having a conversation here. So
0: that's <laughs> great. These are my favorite kind of podcasts, by the way. It's just fun, yeah. and I could tell by doing that. I l- I checked out some of the podcasts you'd done, and I was like, oh, I could tell this guy is a free talker, and that's awesome. You yep. never know where it's going to go. Uh, well, let's talk about how I found you initially, because there's probably a lot more for you to say about that. So I went to a podcast meetup here in Vegas, and uh, there's two people that run it are kind of famous with podcasting. They have a great show, a couple million downloads. And they said, you need to get out and meet more people to be guests on your show. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to find anybody, you know, who wants to talk to me, you know? And before that, I was kind of only doing guests every blue moon. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go out and find people. So I went out to Twitter. I felt that I would have a better chance. And I started searching for SharePoint people. And okay. oh, my God, that's where I started. And there were so many SharePoint people. And I couldn't even follow what they're talking about. I, okay. I, I think I reached out to the higher level SharePoint people, like the developers and stuff like that, that really don't do support. I don't know, but... Then I started looking at exchange, and that's when I found Paul. And I was like, "Oh, let me go check out Paul's stuff." And then I started looking at Paul's, and I decided to uh, invite him. And I was so surprised he said yes. And then one day, out of the blue, I get this uh, message from you saying you spelled it wrong in tw- in Twitter. And I was like, "Oh my God, someone's replying!" <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't. Yeah, get
1: I, I can't. Rem- I, yeah, I was trying to remember what that was. Was that the the website? Uh, yeah.
0: I forgot Website to <laughs> add an S and I was like, Oh my God, I never get direct messages on Twitter. <laughs> I always feel alone well, there.
1: Well, no, I mean, that's all it's all about. I mean, and that's, you know, um, the, the the MVP uh, you know Microsoft MVP program it's it's very much about supporting one another and and you know that's why they're MVPs in the first place because you know the MVPs are supposed to be community leaders they're supposed to be you know uplifting end users and uplifting other people in IT I mean that's the purpose of the program is is to be that community leader and 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 uh, you know to just be that positive uh, a voice for uh, technology and, and make sure people are getting the most out of it at technology. So that's why you see a lot of MVPs on forums and blogging and stuff like that and on podcasts, um, you know, because they're very passionate about their product and they want to make sure people get the most out of it.
0: Oh, I can tell. I've been watching a lot of the MVP stuff lately. And I got to tell you, Gareth, that I will probably never be accepted into that circle because I've already been banned from a Microsoft forum by accident or by intentional, no. I don't know. And, you know, I'm kind of the underground, I guess. I'm a little bandit because uh, I went into the Microsoft tech forum one day and it said, Oh, you can create a signature. So I did. Okay. We said, I'll look expert, call that girl, which I didn't, you know, do anything. I went into my first post that someone put out there and I said, um, Oh, well, you know what? That doesn't even sound like an outlook issue to me. It sounds like you have a virus. <laughs> And next mm. thing I know, I go in banned. I was oh, like, "Oh wow. my Did god, think- I got banned from first by first yeah. post."
1: Yeah, maybe, may, yeah, maybe it was just simple misunderstanding, and you just gotta, you know, talk with the moderators and say, "Hey, was there, you know, why was it? Was there a violation? Was it something in my signature? Was it something I said?" And yeah, maybe you can get that turned around. But um, yeah, I mean, the MVP program it, it's just all nomination based, so you can be yeah. nominated uh, by anybody technically. Um, you know, being nominated by a Microsoft employee, by another MVP, or just just general public. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's certainly possible. Uh, you can go to uh, MVP.Microsoft.com and no, you can actually nominate yourself as well. So.
0: I did, and I haven't heard back, so I'm for sure guessing I'm banned. And you know what, though, Garrett
1: well, said, the, you know, it, they they do it once a quarter. Um, so oh. yeah, I mean, it definitely. You know, you can you can nomin- re-nominate yourself every quarter, and uh, you know, yeah, definitely, it's. Uh, I, I've heard stories that there's a lot of times where you you're not going to get potentially accepted on the first few tries. So,
0: well, actually, that's t- true.
1: That, that might be an old wives' tale, but that's what I've heard. So,
0: well, I've been talking. I was talking to Paul about it either before or after the show I did with him, and he told me to apply. So I was like, "Screw it, I'll just apply myself." Well, I thought that might give me a little street cred with my clients because they sometimes say, "Are you certified?" And I'm like, "No." You know, I'm not certified in anything, but I thought it might help because I think it looks impressive to a client, but to other techs. See, you, in your guys' world, I don't ever see MVPs in my world with my techs I hang out with that listen to my show. We don't use that term, really. It's, I mean, because right. uh, I don't think it's – I don't know. I mean, but we're all very helpful like you guys are. Like, we're like underground MVPs. We help each other on the yeah. groups and forums, and, <laughs> and it's just not a, um, a badge of – you know, cred- credentials for us, but I've been seeing it a yeah, lot. No, also da- Go
1: ahead, yeah, and that and that's that's how MVPs get started. I mean, they're in all the forums and spending their time on forums, just answering everybody's questions. Um, I, I was on, you know, I've, I've done question answering on the TechNet forums, I've used Experts Exchange. If you run into that one, um, you know, I think I've you know, not you know, they have a point system, and I, you know, I got a number of. You know, so-called medals for whatever those were, right? On the on the <laughs> forum system. Uh, yes. it's, oh yeah, you're now a genius level. I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I guess. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the the uh, yeah, you'll see a lot of MVPs on different forums. Um, SpiceWorks is another one. You see a lot of MVPs that'll contribute time to. So you know, it doesn't even have to be Microsoft. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, outlets like that. Um, it just, you know, it, it, you'll get noticed if you're on, you know one of the top answers on Spiceworks. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just kind of give up on that kind of notoriety for me. I'm I, I'm more better off working on my Google SEO tactics and getting more yeah. testimonials because, I mean, I don't know what you guys do, but, I mean, I bill at $140 an hour and that's successful enough for me. I'm happy. You know? Yeah, it
1: seems like Google SEO is a constant moving target.
0: <laughs> well, I got to stay yeah. on that shit there, Gareth, because that's my bread and butter.
1: Yeah, I try and stay on it, um, you know, because obviously I want to get views for the, you know, for the Super Tech Boy blog. And then I think I just said, you know what, I'm just going to, I think I just drop on that used SEO plugin and say, I hope this does its job. So.
0: Yeah, well, I could tell you that there, I have a whole ebook on it and it's just a generic ebook, but it works. It's my, what I do, like, yeah, I saw that. yeah, what I do is I put out a lot of errors. That's me, my Microsoft MVP, my credentials is I put out errors and I fix that stuff or I give Tips and really good advice, and because I have a high authority word with Outlook, ding ding, I rank high.
1: Yeah. Now I'm Thank sure you
0: could too with all your stuff, but you probably already know how to do that. But um, I it's it's a whole
1: discipline in of itself. So it's uh, yeah, you try and stay up on it, and uh, like I said, I've got the, the like the Yoast plugin and other plugins to help me out with that, and hopefully I've configured those correctly enough to, to yeah
0: to, to work so. <clears throat> I just had to figure it out myself because I think I was being so challenged by it. But, you know, more importantly is that there's like, just to chime in, there's three or four different ways to really get good SEO. And one is to fix errors and put things in the exact error. The other one is to do location based if you're in a small town or a big town. That takes a lot more work if you're in a big town. And then the other one is just g- generic blogs like you do. You just put in all the stuff, you pump it out there and people Google it and they find it. You know, that's it. And you get likes and shares.
1: Yeah, that that Google alg- algorithm has definitely changed a lot over the years. I mean, it's certainly changed a lot since what ten years ago, where it was just a matter of keyword stuffing and dropping yeah. in some meta tags. Now it's all based on you know rates and and all kinds of crazy metrics. So, oh
0: you know, yeah, I do my analytics about. I'm sure every... There's a lot they don't tell us. No, but the thing is, there's a lot of tricks to it too. I mean, yeah. You know, and the thing is, I don't know how many views a month you get, but I, I'm pretty open with sharing my stuff. I get about 10,000 views a month on my site.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. But if you start drilling down the analytics, you can see all the errors that people are searching. So when I start wondering what the hell's going on, I go look at the good views and go, ah, that one needs updating. So yeah. what happens is I had this, uh, this big error that I kind of got lucky on. It was called Outlook cannot log on. Well, unfortunately, because Outlook 2016 is still in uh, what I would call beta phase, even though it's launched, there's 20 different things that could be causing that error. So yeah. I had to go and update it every couple months with taking out what I know was fixed and what is still being a problem. And some yeah. jerk put in there my comments, which I did not approve, of course. He said, Outlook expert, hardly. And I'm like, dude, you came looking for advice for free. Okay, yeah. and I put in there, the update on this blog is downgrade or do this or call Microsoft. And I tell people, honestly, call Microsoft if you have it. It's free. You know, you paid for it. They will help you. They'll remote in, fix it. And you know what they do now? Gareth, they run all these like uh, uh, scripts and all this other shit in the background. And then they go, boom, boom, it's fixed. I don't have those scripts. Yeah,
1: the, the, the comments are interesting. I've definitely had some my fair share of uh, comments, you know, people that have, you know said not not so pleasant stuff i hate the hate comments are always fun i mean and, and it's interesting you know we're, we're very critical of ourselves and I'm, I'm you know i'm a blogger i'm very critical of myself i'm obviously I, you know i'm a bit of a perfectionist and um, so when i see you know you, you can get like a 100 good comments right 100 yes. oh yeah this works for me this is awesome and then you get that one bad comment and that's the one you end up you know second guessing yourself and stewing on right and um, you know, I it's interesting, you know, most of the time I just leave the bad comments there, I never delete them. Um, you know, I, I've I I remember seeing one bad comment and uh, uh, it was so well written. I'm like, oh, this is so well written, I can't believe it. I mean, it's it's he just wrote a beautiful comment. I mean, it was negative, but it was such a beautiful comment, and it really wasn't against me, he just had some gripe with Microsoft, and I'm like, um, but it was so well written, I'm like, yeah, I gotta leave that there. And I, I've had other comments where people say, oh, you're an idiot, this is wrong, and then they replied later on like oh okay my bad you actually were right yeah
0: Yeah, because they (laughs) have to come back to it sometimes you know i i get that i don't get a lot of comments though. um i could tell i get a lot of views and my bounce rate's acceptable for that considering that's my money maker my website so i just yeah go with it but i do uh i do track my operations pages you know i mean i've got a lot under the hood there a lot of people don't know that but let me see how many blogs i have right now I could tell you this, that people don't know what I got going on there. I know I've got over 1200 blogs and some of them. Oh goodness. Yeah. Gareth. I've been, this, this (laughs) site's been on WordPress since 2009. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. I I was kind of late to the game on the WordPress. I, I don't, I think I was, I launched about 2013 and, um, you know, somebody else had a blog and, and I saw what they were doing. I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. And, um, yeah, no, I, I, so I, I kind of jumped on that as well. I was a little late to the game on the, the blogging.
0: Oh, it's okay, though, because I think you're a big moneymaker and you're kind of what I would call the, the, the new social media guy. You know, you're like, I come from 2007 when it's changed dramatically. I'm like an old lady with it now. It's hard for me to keep up. But uh, so right now in my published, I got 1284, 1303 total, and my pages are real low. The pages don't go on Google usually for some reason, yeah, that's only 166. So, but that's a lot of loving under there. You know,
1: that's a lot of, that's a lot of work and a, and a lot of passion you put in there for sure.
0: Yeah. This week alone, I think I've pumped out 12 blogs since Sunday. Oh, wow. But the thing is, yeah, I, I get I, in mode.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh man, it's tough. Sometimes it feels like I, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've gone a whole month without writing a blog post and then maybe I'll hit another month, but I'm, you know, I think I average about one a week, and it, it's. Um, but then a lot of times, a lot of the blogs that I find that I'm writing, I'm, I'm generally writing those how-to guides, right? So it's yeah. how to fix this, and, and it's usually exchange-related. Uh, you know, and you know, I, I've joked on Twitter a couple times, like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to write you know, this will be a quick blog post," and then I'll make a little, uh, you know, kind of almost a little satirical comment saying, "Yeah, this will be a quick blog post." Two thousand words later, a Visio diagram and twenty screenshots. <laughs> you, know, <it's,
0: laughs> you got into it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, that turns me into an ebook. Then I'm writing an ebook.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then it's for staff.
1: yeah. I did, that. I, I, I did that once where I had like a five part series and I made it into like a Kindle ebook. And uh, yeah, it's um, I, I just did it for the experience. I was like, you know what, well, this will be my first one. I'll try it out. It probably won't be very good. And uh, you know, I, I just sold it through Amazon and it sold, you know, something probably a few dozen copies or something right. like that. But um, yeah, I'm not sure the the the, the ebook is uh. Is, is interesting. And then even just the published, uh, you know, traditional publications. I mean, it's, you know, I've had opportunities where they say, Hey, come, come write this certification book and, you know, or come write this e- ebook. And I'm like, yeah, it's just such a huge commitment. And I, I see these other guys like Paul and Tony, and they talk about, you know, just the massive commitment that they have and, you know, to, to do this. And I'm like, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's hard enough just to get a blog post out every week right now for me. So it's, it is. Yeah, I, I can't I couldn't even imagine just trying to put an ebook or a you know traditional published book out at this point.
0: Well, the thing is that I had learned in my early years that I had to. I worked on ebooks because there was an audience of people asking me for it. They, the the technicians I was over at this uh, website and they um, were like, "Boy, can you make it?" Because I'd already had one ebook out, my first one which I did not make for text. So it was meant for general audience. And then they knew I wrote a book. So they're like, Hey, write other books. So now six books later, you know, I'm set to now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got six. And then um, I just put out an outlook training video, which Gareth, let me just tell you that that's almost more brutal than doing any book. Okay. Making a video is not just so easy. There's uh, there's research and then prepping and agenda. And then you got to, Um, I mean, I'm going to tell you, it was almost two years in the making. The video itself took, the the, the creation of it took two or three weeks. Then the editing. Then I had to put the marketing page together, create a marketing campaign. There's a lot of crap that goes on behind that. And now I found, not even three weeks later, that my whole entire marketing campaign has to be shifted because the audience I thought would buy it is not. So I'm like, should I (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I did a, um, I did like an eleven part um, series uh, for Experts Exchange a few years back, yeah. and it was uh, and it was just a fi- uh, they just wanted five minute videos. They wanted to create these quick short micro tutorials as they called them, uh, and it was just, just these quick short uh, videos. And I did eleven of them, you know, five minutes a piece, or a little bit up above, a little bit below sometimes, um, but with, with post editing and, and just having a lab ready to go to do all this stuff and then to demo all this stuff because it was all demoed. It was all like, you know, this is how you create a mailbox and this is how you do this. Uh, it felt like it took two hours for each five-minute <sighs> video. I know. It. It's just from all the production and post-production and stuff like that.
0: People don't realize that either. And so lately, maybe you can give me some feedback on this, is that the techs have been asking me for Outlook troubleshooting videos. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't think I could even handle that project. I tried it once. I actually wrote up 16 training modules of all the different topics. But then when it came to the, the official teaching of it, oh my God, I was like, well, then the, I had to do the what ifs. you know. I, was, I feel like I was writing a Visual Basics script. I was like, then what if? Then you got to do this. Then if that fails, you got to do that. And I was like, I can't be responsible for a tech messing that up. So I backburnered that project. And instead, I put up in the forefront a really good project that's called My Office 365 Sales and Marketing for my clients. Okay. Clients... Here's what they love doing, Gareth. They want to call and say, hey, Lisa, we just got migrated to Office 365, and we don't know what the heck we're doing. And then they want to talk for a half hour so I can explain it to them for them not to hire me. (laughs) So (laughs) I decided to make this cute little video series, and it's parted out by each part of Office 365, and they're going to be one to one and a half minutes long, really quick. It's kind of like the quick and dirty version of it. And when people call in, I'm going to say, why don't you go watch these videos, watch them all or watch the piece you want. And then if you want to hire me, call back. Yeah. Thanks. Honestly, I'm not going to lose any money by doing that. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah. And and it's amazing probably how many other clients you're drawing in because of that. And you know, they see that and they're like, oh, this is really good content. Um, and maybe they just, you know, they don't want to go for the videos. They say, okay, this is a cool video. And I get what it's kind of doing, but you know what? I'll just hire her to do it anyway for me. Um, so, yeah. you, you know, I'm sure you're generating a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah.
0: I have to, but now the techs want the sales kit that I'm making. Well, that's another sale, right? And you don't want to turn down money, but I'm like, I'm not going to do that till I test my own first because I got lucky with the eBooks. I wrote them and they sold. Now I'm like, eh, I'm a little more challenged with this. There's so much to Office 365, Gareth. that changes. The control panel alone drives me nuts.
1: Yeah, and um, you know we've we've talked about a lot about Paul and Tony. I, I don't know if you've seen that they've got their uh, ebook out there for Office 365. Mm-hmm. So they have their book called Office 365 for IT Professionals. It's about an 800-page book. Uh, they're already on their third edition, and they're updating uh, now. It's an ebook, and they've also got it on uh, Kindle. Um, but they're mm-hmm. doing weekly updates to that book, and uh, that must be a massive endeavor to keep that up to date.
0: Yeah, but if they're doing weekly updates, I think how many they're selling. I mean, if they're doing weekly updates, I mean, come on, they're making a load, and that's awesome because my best-selling remote support book had three editions. Why? Because it was continuing to sell, and I had to update it. You know, yeah. and so I, I, I bet those guys are doing really well. And if uh, do they even have a podcast?
1: Uh, yeah, Tony has his podcast out there. He does a podcast with, um, oh, who he does? He does a podcast with somebody else. Oh, oh sorry. Paul Robicheaux—that's who he does his podcast with. Okay. Uh, I think it's called like Office 365 um, Exposed or something like that. And then uh, Paul actually has his own podcast um, that you can see on his site. Uh, he, he gets a lot of different guest speakers on, um, so he's got a really good uh, podcast that generally covers, you know, Exchange and Office 365 as well. And then um, the other one that I was—I was a guest on recently was the UC Architects, which is Exchange, Skype, Office 365. Uh, and that's mostly run by Steve Goodman and Pat Richards. So those are all the big podcasts. You know, if you, if you got, uh, you know, your texts and listeners looking at, you know, if they want, you know, what other podcasts can I look at and get into? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say the UC Architects, Paul Cunningham and then Tony Redman's, uh, podcasts yeah.
0: are the, are the other ones. I'll, I'll try to put the links in the show notes too. And you know what else is funny? Then on my notes here, I said, Oh, we got to talk about this. Now you were recognized as the, one of the top 25 exchange experts by code Two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was awfully wow. nice. <laughs> so I, yeah, I didn't expect that. Um, and, and that was before uh, I was awarded the MVP as well. So maybe Code 2 had something to do with that. Thanks very much, Code 2, but I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I, it was it was great because that list, I mean, I I was just, um, I was truly honored to be a part of that list because um, I only became an MVP just this July. So to be a part of the list was, was just a great honor. I mean, I look up to Tony Redmond. I look up to Paul Cunningham. I mean, they inspire and they teach me all the time. I I go through all of Paul's courses because there's always something to learn from Paul. Um, you know, Tony always has great editorial content. Um, you know, th- th- these guys that were, on, you know, to be a part of that same list as them was great. Uh, you know, because like I said, these guys inspire me. Um, I, I learned, I have always learned from them. So, it was a, yeah, it was a great honor to be in that list.
0: That's funny. You say guys because there was like no chicks on that list at all. <laughs> no, actually, I take
1: it back to what there is one lady on that list.
0: Who was that uh,
1: Pumla lady? Schmidt. Uh, Pumla Schmidt. She's a, I think she's a V expert, and she goes by Exchange Goddess on the on uh, on the Twitter. Okay,
0: I think I saw you, you do a podcast, podcast with
1: What's that? Yeah, you got to get her on the show. She's great.
0: I think I saw her through my my looking around at all your stuff. I checked out your guys's. I think they have a YouTube one, right? YouTube show.
1: Yeah, they do a. I and I was on that one. They do a Google Hangout. It's uh it's Pumla Schmidt, and it's uh. Uh, uh, Teresa Miller run that show. Um, and I, they're both, I, I think Teresa's like a, a V expert and a Citrix uh person, uh, and does um, you know, exchange as well. And then um, uh, Puma's mostly exchange and, and VMware, I believe. So I could be wrong, okay. but
0: well, that's the thing is, I don't work in that world, you know, I never got into being an exchange server admin. I've always been play with the pretty buttons admin, make the accounts, troubleshoot light stuff on there, you know, play with things, but uh, Digging in and diving into Outlook is not everybody's favorite thing I've learned, Gareth. So that's why I come in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good to be in a good to find your niche and, and be the, uh, you know, be the uh, number one there. So I started, I mean, I wasn't, you know, always an email. I mean, I, my first, I did see, you know, my first version was Exchange five zero that I saw probably pressed two buttons in it. 5.5 was probably the real first version that I was pressing buttons in. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, when I began in kind of like the 98, 99 timeframe, I mean, I was, I started out as just a break, fix desktop guy. Um, I worked for, um, I actually didn't go to college. So I straight from 18 and now I'm aging myself. So you can do the math. (laughs) Um, I, I, I worked for a little local computer repair store and I said, I basically went in and said, Hey, I'll work for free. Just teach me everything about repairing computers. Um, so it was kind of like an apprenticeship in a lot of ways. And, uh, did that for for quite a few months and then started moving into like desktop support type roles from there so
0: right.
1: i got my start um so
0: that's how a lot of i think techs uh, do it though you know i i the, the crew i hang out with is a lot of the break fix techs and they're in that position of wanting to grow or whatever and we get a lot of them they're like i just want to start how do i do it and we're like work for free yeah
1: yeah and that's how i did it um you know obviously i was like 18 at the time so not a lot of you know no to worry about so it's a little harder uh i think if you're if you're more kind of mid-career at this point or maybe you're starting out i think the best way to do it is get a lab uh i mean it's the best way to do it and i didn't do that for a number of years and i wish i did but you know it doesn't matter what it is it could be a laptop that just happens to have some extra ram and maybe some Maybe you've got a solid state drive in there and you could just put Hyper-V on there real quick that comes with Windows 10 and throw a couple machines on there. Or maybe you go on eBay and buy an old server for like 200 bucks. I mean, you can get a, you know, an HP DL380G5 for about a hundred dollars if you look long enough. So yeah. it's, you know, it, it's get a lab um, and just start building exchange or start building Skype or SharePoint or whatever your interest is. And in. just, just do it. I mean, you've got to, Make that a little bit of an investment on in buying that lab hardware, and, and just get into it, and uh, and just you know set it up, break it, fix it, set it up, break it, fix, just rinse and repeat. So that's, <laughs> the best way. that's what I'm but doing. I, and now I, and now I keep the lab around because I'm like, okay, I'm not exactly sure what this PowerShell command does. Let me go try this in my lab. Okay, that's what it does, and then you know you can you know adopt that then to your client's environment. So that's why lab even works great for me now.
0: But well, you're talking about like build your own lab, like like computer lab, right?
1: Yeah, sure I'm yeah definitely. There.
0: Okay. Well, here's what I did. Not, d- not
1: doing some mad scientists. I'm not Walter no. White doing. <laughs>
0: no, I was like, do I have the right terminology here? So one thing I learned is that I've been working with Macs or for I don't know 20 years, but on and off, and I'm not an expert by any means. Okay. But I've always done email support across all platforms, right? And I, I was kind of like going, man, should I get a Mac? just for the outlook 2016, because it can be kind of scary, you know, and I've remote in sometimes I don't even know a client has a Mac until I hit the button. and then I find out. So I found a gal in one of my Facebook groups that she offered it to me 150 bucks, solid state hard yeah. drives, uh, what 60 gigs. It's going to be tiny, but I, I don't plan on using it. It's going to be my test machine. I'm kind of yeah. excited because my clients actually trust me with a lot of their data. Like they let me set up their exchange on my computer and I'm like, sweet. Yeah,
1: that doesn't, doesn't need to be fast. Just needs to show you what it should look like. So.
0: I just want to see the new buttons, man. I just want to see. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I already know it, but I get the weirdest, weirdest, shitty problems, Gareth. It's all weird stuff. Yeah. And uh, like one of the job I'm doing tomorrow, uh, a big IT company did a migration, and of course, the CEO's uh, mailbox is not working. And because they migrated it wrong, it's, it's like mail's missing. And I'm like, well, if they're calling me, you know, I got to go figure it out now. <laughs> I got to be the hero. But I'm like, it'd be I mean, nice. Yeah.
1: Makes the job fun. That's what we're looking for, right? Is, is finding that uh, finding the problem and solving it.
0: Yeah, I do a lot of work for MSP companies on the side. I either get most of the calls from their clients when the MSP guys say, um, you know, what we're out of answers. Go find an expert. Then they have the client go look where I'm like, I wish you guys would come find me and pass it over easier, but I don't think they want to be responsible for the bill. So mm. I make the clients all pay. That works for me. Hi, right, Garrett, Garrett. Let's go see what else I got on my list here. Uh, so let me just double check. So your tech blog, you don't have your own podcast though, right? You're just, you guessed a lot.
1: No, not, no, that, uh, no, I'm, I'm uh no, no podcast at, at, at right now. Just, uh, you know, Inviting myself to your podcast.
0: <laughs> Invite yourself, and you know what? That's the thing about you guys on Twitter is, you're going to laugh. But uh, through your through one of the things on your blog, I found a, a connection to a a president of a really big company, and I invited him on my LinkedIn, and he accepted, and oh, I asked nice. him to be asked him to be on my podcast show, and he declined. He's like, "We are too busy right now," but I was like, uh, "You can reach these big guys. They." Yeah pay attention on social media. And yep. if you get the balls to go invite them to LinkedIn and say, Hey, do you want to be on my show? They might say, yes. You know, yep. I mean, you never know. And uh, so that's why I was like, so that was, I don't want to say the name of the company, but uh, I'm going I'm to reach out again in a few months might as well. <laughs> uh, but you do. Okay. okay so, so you don't have podcasts. Do you sell the eBooks?
1: No, I, like I said, I, I did that one uh, just, just to kind of, you know, and that was, again, that was a couple of years ago. Now I was just to yeah. try it out. So, you know, I, I had that experience. It was kind of cool. Uh, just, just trying to get blog posts converted into Kindle stuff and, and, you know, having that experience of publishing for Kindle. So, yeah. you know, I might do that again. Um, if I, if I can get another, you know, five or seven part type series where I'm, um, migrating maybe from 10 to 16 or something like that, I'll, I might put that into another ebook. I definitely yeah. had that request. I've, I've had a lot of people said, yeah, i you know, I used your 0 for 8 to 10 ebook and now I want to jump to 16. Do you have one yet? I'm like, uh, not yet.
0: <laughs> I tell you, man, it takes yeah. a lot of work to write those ebooks. And a lot of people yeah. don't understand when they're like, wow, you want 15 bucks for this? I'm like, yes. In fact, I'd love a hundred for that because <laughs> it was grueling. And yeah. people forget that you got to market stuff. This is so many pieces to writing an ebook, especially in our world because in one one, uh, the reason why I give up on making another video series is because Office 365 was changing so much, it'd be outdated.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: then what? I have a bunk product.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, years ago, I, I used to get uh, invited to write like certification books. And, you know, I've known others that have written certification books and, you know, they talk about, you know, the royalties they're going to get from the book. But then you look in there, the shelf life of their book is so minimal. Um, you know, it's, it's, those royalties just, uh, you know, may not have amounted to a whole lot. I so. know.
0: And it is a lot of work. And I finally just threw my books up on Amazon because someone said, why not? I was like, I yeah. guess, you know, they'll, if I sell a book, I get 13 bucks, they get seven. I'm like, who cares? But I don't know. I don't know if ebooks is the wave of the future. I honestly think quick learning videos is. Even though I made my yeah. videos and they're not selling as well as I thought, I'm not giving up on it because. I like watching videos on how to do stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I think one of the ways that, that may work well and my, my YouTube channel is so neglected. I think I haven't had a video on there in a year. Um, but what I, what I do think is is if you have a blog post with the written word, these are the written instructions and you also have a video on there as well. That says, okay, if you prefer to watch the video, here it is. And you embed it from YouTube. Uh, I think those work pretty well. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got a bunch of those.
0: Yeah, I learned that. Uh, what I did is I took some of my hot um, top blogs and I made a video for them, and I actually talked them out instead of showed people how to do stuff, because it actually made yeah. more sense. I said, "Here's the the best version is I'm gonna tell you what's wrong. You can go fix it or hire me." Now, Gareth, since I started doing that in probably the last month and a half, I probably get one at least one or two calls a week from people that say I saw your video.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: it's 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 a transition of my marketing to be more alive, a real person, personality instead of content based. But I I, you got to remember, YouTube and Google are like married. So you do one, it helps the other. And I just uh, I think my YouTube is at one hundred nine thousand views now, so it's doing well.
1: Yeah. and those YouTube videos certainly can rank in the uh, search engine results. So it's uh, you know people see that pretty thumbnail right of that YouTube video, and I think you know they'll skip over five links to click on it. So
0: yeah, because it's attractive. And yeah. That's why I love that. One of my one of my videos went quote viral, not viral like in the millions, but like for enough enough for me. But uh, yeah, if you if you catch on to something that's really hot right now, your best bet is to go pump it out there in a blog first, and then do the YouTube video the best you can, even if you just free talk it. You don't have to set up a how-to. People don't care. I, I think I have one of my videos has like eight thousand views. It's just me talking. I'm like, well, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey Gareth, well, Do you got anything else you want to share with us today? Any fun stories or anything else? A pitch? Anything?
1: No, I'm I'm not much of a pitch guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> so well, uh, yeah, well, I guess the only pitch would be uh, follow me at at SuperTechBoy on Twitter and come check out my blog at SuperTechBoy.com.
0: Yeah. The, his, his crew on Twitter is kind of fun. I've been trying to follow it. I did invite you to my Facebook and I'm yep. going to invite you to my Facebook group. I have that's uh, called, uh, you're going to laugh. I'm, I got the URL, Microsoft office 365. <laughs> oh nice. nice. And what's the best part is Facebook just switched over to office 365. And I'm like, you think they're going to take my URL from me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I just found you on LinkedIn. So I don't know if you got my connect request or maybe it's already processed through, but, uh, Yeah,
0: I don't know. I'll go dig it up. Let me go see here. Yeah. I try to add, I mean, the thing is there's so many social medias. I just got it here. There's so many, but the point is, is which one do people talk on the most? Your guys all talk on Twitter. My guys are on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, social media is is definitely a tough one. Um, You've really got to go where your audience is. Um, You know, I actually get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of clicks from LinkedIn as well I found out you know find out that LinkedIn works really uh, well as well and not just the news feed because that newsfeed generally gets just uh, obliterated with recruiters and all kinds of stuff but the LinkedIn groups I found actually work really well really? and actually for me even better than posting in Facebook groups so um yeah check check the LinkedIn groups for maybe there's one for I'm not sure if there's one for Outlook but there's certainly uh probably about a half a dozen for exchange and office 365. Well,
0: I'm in a pretty big one that Tony Redmond's in and he pumps out a lot of data on it. It's called the, uh, hold on. I think it's called Microsoft office 365. It's just got 85,000
1: members.
0: Yep. And in fact, what's funny is I got a college buddy that works at Microsoft. He's in there. Paul's in there. I can see all the, like the people I'm connected to are in there. Um, but I mean, I was going to say, if you're going to party with that crew, you gotta be, at the party because they I think they um, they pay attention to you if I've learned this from LinkedIn groups is that you get more you know reputation the more you participate yeah and that's kind of like anything if you're on Twitter you got to tweet all the time and connect and tag and all that other crap and you got to be active you know So you got to learn. Yeah.
1: yeah, And it's easy to get that social burnout. Right. I think it's important maybe just to focus on two or three social networks. If that, you know, some people might consider that too much as well. Um, There's certainly a lot of good uh, SEO type uh, or not SEO, sorry, but a lot of social sharing type, you know, uh, experts out there that'll say, you know, just focus on one or two networks and and don't spread yourself in by, you know, trying to be on every single network because there's just Hundreds out there, I think, at this point, you know, oh, it seems like every other day there's a new one you've never even heard of before that uh pops up. So,
0: yeah, I just you know, I've had my time with LinkedIn, I, I, I uh, Facebook, I almost got rid of uh, as of the end of last year till I found this new group that kind of pulled me into a new spirit of it. And now it's all these text helping techs, and then I started my own group. So now my group has 180 people in it, which is decent all working office 365 techs
1: yeah and, and Tony Redmond and, and Jason Sherry have a couple of good uh, exchange uh, groups on there as well on Facebook so
0: oh do they well I better get hooked up on that
1: yeah and then there's How a good office my- 365 one out there as well too
0: Oh, you know I did have one last question for you so Paul is coming to this uh, convention here in Las Vegas to speak it's a big IT dev thing way outside my yep. scope I mean I think I plus it's too grand. So even if I went, I would be like, la, la la I don't even know what's going on, but I am going to go to MSP world here in Vegas okay. in uh, October because they actually touch upon some cool topics about office 365 and some other things that I generally have interest in. Plus, you know, if you're going to start meeting other connections, I got to go and meet face to face and then you get a little free meal and a happy hour and they got some other junk and then, uh, or stuff. And then, um. And then the, uh, the tables. So yeah. I'm looking at this as a really good, you know, thing for me to start doing. Do you ever go to conventions or uh, conferences?
1: Yeah, actually, I'm registered for IT Dev Connections, so I'm actually, and I haven't been to that You're one coming? before. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll be in Vegas in October, I think, when that is. So, um, yeah, I I haven't been to that one before, so it'll be my first time at IT All Dev right. Connections.
0: So um, well, we got to hook yeah, up just- with uh, me and Paul then.
1: Yeah, because I think, uh, yeah, Paul speaks up there. Tony speaks up there. I think, well, actually, Tony runs the Exchange Office 365 tracks. Uh, he's like, I think he's on the chair or something for that particular uh, set of sessions. So, yeah, Tony will be there. Um, and, and quite a few other uh, Exchange Office 365 I have been VP. So, so maybe take a second look. I mean, being in Vegas, you don't have the, you don't have to worry about, you know, getting there or or probably the hotel or anything like that. So, uh
0: No, but Uh, it's still two grand. I don't know. I mean, the other ones, do you know the dates of that one in Vegas? I don't have the link here handy. Um, I think it's, no, the one I'm going to is on the 10th and the 11th. Yeah. Is that when Uh, you're here?
1: It might be the same week. I feel like it's.
0: God, now I think it might
1: be. Yeah, because I feel like it might be like 10th for 15th or something. You know what, it
0: is. I just remember, I'm at the Cosmopolitan. You guys are at the area, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, it's, okay, um,
0: so we're going to be two blocks away during that whole time frame. Um, nice. What i can probably gonna, do is,
1: just got to uh, crash the parties.
0: I'm going to just crash yours. <laughs> I'll come over after it's all done, so I can just be, uh, meet you guys at a happy hour. That's what I'll just do. Nice. makes it a lot easier because I'm like, man, I even looked though at the agenda and I'm like, I just don't know any of this stuff. It was way outside my, you know, interest. So, well, cool. Well, Gareth, there we go. Now we're going to be friends in person.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to crash each other's parties at the, uh, (laughs) so I've got to crash the MSP party and you got to crash the Dev Connections party. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll get your cell phone. We can text. (laughs) We're going to have a text off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll get uh, a. What, what's that app? Is it, is it Foursquare or Swarm or something like that, where it, it tells you where, how close you are to all your friends? And, oh
0: no, that's is that I think Tinder. Swipe left, swipe left.
1: Just just another social network, right? To keep track of. So
0: <laughs> it's cute. All right, Gareth, I'm gonna close the show here. It was a pleasure talking to you. If uh, if you feel like you got something else you want to talk about, feel free to reach out, and we'll line up another show here.
1: Yeah, all definitely. Right. We need to do it again.
0: Oh, yeah. I've been trying to bring more lively people on. This summer's been good for me because summer is slow in podcasting world. So I've been just knocking it out with all these guests. Do uh, you know Robert Crane?
1: Um, I don't, but I feel like I might have watched. a. Did you do a podcast with him?
0: Yeah. And he's also part of the uh, he knows Paul Cunningham also. And Robert, okay,
1: yeah, I was watching a few of those. He's he's a SharePoint MVP yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: okay, he's yeah. quite a fella too. Quite an interesting fella, and he I got as a contact from Carl Pelachuk. Okay. So the, the circles tightening.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, and I had found you. Um, like uh, I think we'd already mentioned it, but I found you because you, uh, I think Paul might have retweeted, and uh, so I had started following you on Twitter. So.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. He did send me a thing saying I put this out of my social network. So I was like, oh, thanks, Paul. I don't you know, expect anybody to do anything, but it's always nice when they do.
1: Yeah, we definitely got to support each other. So.
0: We do, and it's fun, and I love this stuff. It's good stuff. All right, well, let me find my show notes here. I tell you, I'm still trying to get this crap in order. Hold on. I hate people thinking I'm messed up here, but I had an issue with my All right. Okay. Thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Mitch. This has been a Heyman Hendrickson production, audio supported by Mitch Heyman. Thank you to our sponsor AppRiver and Podbean for hosting. Remember, if you have a story you want to share or want to be a guest on the show, contact me, Lisa Hendrickson. Lisa at biz. That's it. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye.